Good evening, dear listeners. It is Tuesday, August 20th, and welcome to Eye on the Triangle. I'm Andrew Eichen. And I'm DeAndre Jones, and we thank you for tuning in. Tonight, we're bringing you all Welcome Week themed show, featuring stories about Packapalooza this year and some information about what exactly to expect when you donate blood, courtesy of Jake Lingua. I had the pleasure of speaking to two artists that will be lending their services to Packapalooza on Saturday, one being the leader of a troupe of street performers, the other being the well-recognized NC State student, Scotty McCreary. In addition, I'll be airing a throwback from last year's Packapalooza featuring our lovely Chancellor Woodson, but first the weather. So tonight, guys, we're looking at a 30% chance of storms, um, or better yet, isolated showers. Tomorrow, scattered thunderstorms with a high of 84 degrees, low of 72 degrees, and a chance of rain at 40%. Thursday, more scattered thunderstorms with the high and low being almost exactly the same. Friday is looking very similar, um, except for isolated thunderstorms, 87 degree high, 67 degree low, 30, 30% chance of rain. Saturday is looking partly cloudy, so it's going to clear up for Packapalooza, 83, 83 degree high, 62 degree low, and a 20% chance of precipitation. Sunday is looking exactly the same as Saturday, Monday being partly cloudy as well, 81 degree high, 64 degree low. And that's all we have for the weather. Now to Andrew for the news. A gunman wielding an AK-47 opened fire in a Georgia elementary school today. No one was injured, and after barricading himself in the school front office, the shooter surrendered to police. Police are now investigating whether a vehicle left at the school contains explosives. Heavy flooding in the Philippine capital of Manila has left seven dead and tens of thousands without homes. Seventy percent of the central city is now underwater due to seasonal monsoons that began Monday morning. More than 35,000 Syrian refugees have entered Iraqi Kurdistan over the past few days, fleeing civil war in their home country. The refugees are believed to be mainly Kurds, crossing the border and through the desert to the Kurdish-majority northern Iraq in order to escape persecution by Syrian rebel groups, including the al-Qaeda-linked Jabhat al-Nusra. And that's the news. All right, guys, so before we get into our first story, I'm going to tell you um, the rest of what Welcome Week has in store for us. As we all know, it is Welcome Week, meaning that there's a whole bunch of events that you all should be going to. And even if you're not a freshman, you should definitely be partaking in these, in these things. So for tomorrow, Thursday, and Friday, there's going to, the, Wolf, the Wolfpack Welcome Crew is going to be out across campus from 7.30 a.m. to 3 p.m. to help you find your classes, if you have any questions about dining or anything like that. So keep your eyes eyes out for them. They're going to be in bright pink shirts. Um, tonight from 7 to 9, so after you're done listening to our show, you should go to Respect the Pack. Um, it's a commitment to support the values of NC State, equality, diversity, all that, and that's going to be at the Free Expression Tunnel. So definitely check that out. Um, 7 to 8 p.m. for tomorrow and the day after that, University Theater is having auditions for Arcadia, our next show. Um the Fountain, Fountain Dining Hall is, is hosting Welcome Back Pack tomorrow, 4.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m., where, we're, where they're serving a lot of the um, North Carolina-renowned foods that our dining hall serves also well. Friday, we're looking at the Service NC State 1,250-pint uh, blood drive, which, which our story actually deals with tonight. Um, that's from, from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Please, please, please make an appointment if you're planning on donating that day, and please donate regardlessly. Um, IRC's Silent Disco is also Friday from 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. So g- go out to Carmichael Gym, um, enjoy some a night of fun, dancing, food, and uh, and it's all on IRC's dime, which I personally support. Saturday, we're looking at Packapalooza, 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. That's where we're going to have performances from Mute Math, our headliner, uh, other pl- other bands such as Cooley High, and, of course, Scotty McCreary and our lovely Chancellor Woodson. 
Now on to the first story of the day. Cirque Duval is a troupe of extremely talented street performers. Here's Andrew's interview with them and their involvement in this year's Packapalooza. I'm speaking to Sarah Phoenix of Cirque Duval, who will be performing at next weekend's Packapalooza. Sarah, thanks for joining us. Absolutely. What is the general idea between Cirque Duval? Um, the general idea behind Cirque Duval Studios is we are um, a creative movement and circus art studio in downtown Raleigh. Um, we offer classes um, in a variety of circus arts like aerial silks, trapeze, acrobatics, um, and we also do a lot of performing. We you know, hold rehearsals and whatnot. How did you personally begin performing? Um, I first got into um, performing about seven years ago with, um, I, I did performance art. I did performance art that was um, structured around um, human rights and social, social justice issues. And I just picked up um, hooping, which is like a rhythmic gymnastic art form as a hobby, which then turned into um, a job. And then I, I learned how to do hooping with, with fire. And then I learned how to do other types of fire arts. And I became a fire performer, um, went to a warehouse party, in, um, at McConnell Studios, actually, some years back, and ran into it was just all these these circus performers I didn't even know existed in the area. There was acrobats dangling from the ce- ceiling. Um, there was silks and you know fire and acro entertainment was there, and I just found this whole thriving community of circus performers, which I quickly became a part of. So you do hooping? I do hooping, at fire dancing, and um, I do some aerial arts as well. How many performers are in Cirque du Vol? A lot. Um, our troupe, we've got, um, a stu- we've got a student troupe now. We've, we're coming on our one-year anniversary. Um, that's made up of both kids and adults. And then we also have a performance troupe. Um, I would say there's uh, anywhere between 15 to, to 25 people that perform with us. Can you tell us anything about what you'll be performing at Packapalooza? Uh, yes, so for Packapalooza, we're going to have some crowd-roving entertainment happening. We're going to have some stilt walkers, some partner acrobatics. Um, we're also going to be doing some hoop dancing, and the Pickle Mamas will be out there hoop dancing as well. Um, Angela and Megan of the Pickle Mamas both teach at Cirque du Vol. We will also be setting up our outdoor aerial rig and doing acrobatic aerial silks and trapeze performances and demos um, there'll be two 30-minute shows throughout the afternoon at Packapalooza. Does Cirque du Vol have any prior connections to NC State? Well, I own Cirque du Vol Studios with my sister, Cheryl Howell. Uh, she actually graduated from State maybe about, I don't know, I don't know, I can't remember, five <laughs> <laughs> or six years ago, but she studied human resources and Spanish here, So, and we grew up just right around the corner from State, so... Tell me about how you, you went to this party and you met these circus performers. Uh-huh. That's how you first found out about this actual industry, but uh-huh. how did you decide to form Cirque du Vol Studios? Well, as I mentioned before, we were performing and in in playing and partying in a giant warehouse at the end of like a, a dead-end street. <laughs> so, I mean... This was the very beginning of Circus Spark, and um, which became which has quickly grown into being one of the most successful sparks of SparkCon. And um, we really needed a space. We needed a, a studio where we could teach our craft, where we could practice our craft and rehearsed. And um, yeah, it was just it was time. We needed to not just always be stuck in like someone's backyard or an abandoned warehouse somewhere. 
one thing we're really excited about is um, we're offering a 20% discount on all classes for um, NC State students with um, ID. So um, we are really excited to be able to start sharing these art forms like silks and acrobatics and trapeze with the greater community. And we're actually currently working on um, talking with uh, faculty at NC State um, in in the hopes that we will eventually be able to offer aerial silks and circus arts as an elective course here for students. Yeah, that's great. What, um, so what, what courses do you offer and when can students take those? We have a full schedule um, all week long, which can be found on our website. That's CirqueDeVol.com. Um, and that's C-I-R-Q-U-E-D-E-V-O-L, which is French for the Circus of Flight, actually, in case you're wondering. Um, our classes, we've got, we have aerial silks for beginner. We have an aerial boot camp which is a conditioning class that uses the silks and trapeze. We also have trapeze. We have yoga. We have belly dance, guided meditation, hoop dance, and poi, which can later be turned into fire arts. Of course, you learn with it, not on fire to start with. <laughs> is, is the fire dangerous or scary? I mean, I know that most people who can do it don't seem to be terrified of it, but I think everyone watching is. I think you have to have a natural love of fire. I personally don't find it um, scary or terrifying. I think fire is a very, very fascinating um, art form and element, and the the manipulation and the fascination with fire is, you know, just kind of part of being a human. Will you burn yourself when learning, or is it just taught in such a way that you try to avoid that as much as possible? Uh, well, you, you will learn how to manipulate and, and flow with your your tool of choice, whether it's hoop or poi or staff or sword or fan, um, for a very long time before you'll ever actually set it on fire. Um, and then there's a fire safety certification course you go through. The good thing about being a human is that our bodies are the least flammable thing that we will ever wear. Our, you know, So there really isn't a whole lot of um, worry as far as catching on fire. And wearing all natural fibers is also really important. What is a poi? Poi is um, a Maori um, art form and also a like um, combatic art form. So it's um, traditional like fighting poi. Um, it's two balls at the ends of chains um, that you spin around your body and different, and you weave them in different patterns. Okay, so those are on fire. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and could you tell us a little bit about? Aerial silks? Yeah, the aerial silks. So the aerial silks um, is actually a very new art form, too. It's only really kind of come around the last 50 to 60 years ago. And the the movements and the performance on the fabric is actually um, all taken from traditional circus arts that in, that um, were originally done on a cordelisse, which is a giant rope that would dangle from the ceiling. Um, so it's, it's a really incredible art form. It's a lot of fun. You learn how to climb to the ceiling. You learn how to wrap yourself in different um, knots and, um, and twists so that you can like do drops or really amazing um, poses. It gets you really flexible and really strong. And uh, I personally love it because it really is mentally stimulating as well as like you don't realize how hard you're working your body because you're being so like mentally stimulated by the activity. And at what height is that usually performed? Um, it can be performed at any height. Like um, when, you know, we had Cirque, when Cirque du Soleil came through about a month or so ago, one of the instructors came and taught at the studio. And during Kidam, when she performed, she's, you know, 50 feet up in the air. When you're first learning, of course, you just learn two to three feet up in the air. 
uh, and our ceiling heights go to about 25 feet at Cirque du Vol. Sarah Phoenix will be performing with Cirque du Vol at Packapalooza next weekend. Sarah, thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. We're going to cut to a quick break, but stick around. There's more on the way. Attitude. It's not a natural part of the year. It's a cultural phenomena shoved down your throat with blatant disregard for the resident personality. And it feels good. AMC 88.1 You do realize, silly old chap, that all the sounds on this next song, including the drums, were made by the human voice or some other part of the anatomy. The what? The human body. Yeah, right. Anybody. Tune in every Sunday afternoon from 12 to 2 p.m. for the best in collegiate professional acapella here at WKNC 88.1 All Things Acapella. The GLBT Community Alliance is the gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, and ally student group on campus intended to provide supportive, educational, and social events for the entire campus community. The first meeting of the fall 2013 semester is going to be held on August 27th at 7 p.m. in Harrelson Hall, room 320, where you can meet staff from the GLBT Center and have some fun meeting new people. Visit the website at ncsu.org slash GLBTCA or join the GLBT Community Alliance group on Facebook. High school students from around the world come to spend a semester or year in area schools. Your family can learn about Germany, China, Finland, or another country by holding a student. International Experience is a nonprofit that facilitates international exchange, and they invite you to share your home with a student who will become a part of your family. More information is available at ie-usa.com. This announcement is a public service of 88.1 WKNC. Hey, we're Old Quarter, and you're listening to WKNC Rally. And we're back. This next story is a first-hand account of what giving blood is like. For those that have never given before, this is for you. Here's Jake's story about what the last 1,200-pint blood drive was like for him. NC State hosted its annual Fall Blood Drive, a partnership between the university and the Red Cross. This year, in honor of North Carolina State's 125th anniversary, the university and the Red Cross tried to break the state record for blood donated in one day by collecting 1,250 pints of blood. Now, a pint a person, that's a lot of blood. I'd never donated blood before, but I decided it might be a worthwhile endeavor. This was the sound of the Carmichael Gym on Friday, where over a thousand donors and volunteers turned out to try and break the record set by Appalachian State. NC State, working together with student government and the Red Cross, had Carmichael Gym filled with waiting areas, booths, and dozens of stations where donors were able to give blood. I waited, much like everybody else, until I was approached and asked if I would be interested in donating double. So I'm getting ready to give blood here. Um... I've been waiting here for about a half hour. Uh, they finally just got through the confidential. They asked me about my health and everything. And uh, I've never given blood before, so this should be exciting. 
Um, they asked me if I wanted to give double the amount of red cell, red blood cells, and I guess I said yes. So we're going to go ahead and do this. Now, when you donate blood, what normally happens is they take a pint of your blood and that's it. You're done. But donating double is a little bit different. What happens is they withdraw your blood, separate the red blood cells from the white blood cells and the plasma, and reinsert your blood minus the red blood cells. They do this until they have a pint of pure red cells. It's a long process that often takes more than a half hour. So finally, after about an hour of waiting, I was finally called up and given a chair. Do you know how much we are trying to collect today? Well, right now, um, they said uh, the goal is um, twelve fifty. Yeah. So, so far, they um, the numbers when I came in, they said it was um, uh, 272. As of, okay. Productive. Okay. Yeah, and they've been seeing around 600 people. But then, right before they inserted the needle, we ran into a little problem. All the machines suddenly just shut off. The whole section of Carmichael. I was just glad it stopped working before they stuck the needle in my arm and not after. Sitting there with a needle in my arm for no reason isn't exactly my idea of fun. Somebody unplugged the cord and uh, all the machines have turned off. There's like eight machines in a row right here. So it took a couple of minutes, but they finally got the power back on, which meant they could resume drawing blood. Okay, so, so you ready? That's the needle. You've got to put it in there. There it hand. is. Okay. In there. Oh. There you go. That's it. I'm inside the bin. That's my signal. That you, everything is okay. I got blood in the line. Wow. Okay. And it's running. So that's it. That's it. 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. And we're done. Okay. It's not comfortable having that needle stuck into your arm. It hurts a little bit, probably like you'd imagine. But after those first few seconds, you grow accustomed to it. It's this little baggie. This is to um, to collect the sample tubes. They're going to test your blood before they give it away to make sure that you're okay and the recipient is going to be okay. Uh Now, in the meantime, I'm drawing this one. Your blood's going to that line. And that's it. You just sit there, just waiting for them to finish collecting their pint. Right here inside, it's a bowl collecting the blood. And then it's feeding. And then that's the one separating the plasma from the rest of it. Unless, of course, he chose to double donate, like I did. After they collect for about 10 minutes, they begin to pump the plasma back into your bloodstream. Now, the average internal body temperature is somewhere around 98.6 degrees. But when they withdraw your blood and put it back into your body, guess what? It's cooled. So I've been sitting here for about maybe 15 minutes, and I am absolutely freezing. Um... Because my understanding, the way it works is they kind of pump some blood out from you and then they pump some plasma back in. And, like, my whole body is just freezing right now. They put a, uh, a heat blanket over me. It's just... My whole body is shivering. I'm just, I'm freezing right Your now. entire body gets cold. Not November wind on your face cold. A deep, penetrating cold that runs through your entire body. After a while, you just kind of zone out, sitting there with a needle in your arm, not even really thinking. You're just waiting for something to happen. And then it's over. They remove the needle, tell you you're done, and let you walk out. With a free t-shirt and a cookie, of course.
Ultimately, NC State fell short of its goal. But 1,146 pints is still a lot of blood that will be put to some very good use. For now, Appalachian State still holds a state record with 1,261 pints donated. But at the end of the day, the record is still just a number. The number of lives saved? Well, that's really what counts. Around the Triangle, I'm Jake Langlois. American Idol Scotty McCreary would be lending his talents to Pacabalooza this year. We were lucky enough to talk to him for a few minutes about his life and what's to come on Friday. I'm speaking to Scotty McCreary, American Idol winner, country music star, Bojangles enthusiast, and NC State student. Hey, Scotty, how you doing? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm doing good, man. I don't have a lot of service, but I'm going to give this a go. All right. How has your time at NC State been? Oh, it's been great. You know, I just finished up my first year and about to go into the second year and, and uh, had a lot of fun, learned a lot of things, met a lot of cool people and, uh, you know, just kind of uh, ready to keep going on, you know. What's your major? Uh, majoring in communication with a focus on media, so seeing that side of things on, from, the, uh, from my stuff. Do you have trouble balancing school life with your successful music career? I guess a little. It's not easy. I mean, high school is one thing, but college is a whole other ballgame. So, uh, you know, I'm having a good time with my own, and I'm trying to try to work it out. I mean, it's all time management. That's pretty much every college student. Another college sports for college, too, is just fun. I have to get on a bus or a plane to go to work. But, I mean, uh, other kids are doing it, too. So, I mean, it's not, not too bad. Do you, do you have trouble with people recognizing you? Do you not mind it? Or do you just wish for privacy? Well, you know, students are state and the faculty and everybody. I mean, they're really uh, cool about letting me just kind of be a student and, and be like everybody else. You know, obviously it happens to some, and uh, that's, you know, inevitable. But, but uh, you know, for the most part, I can walk around school and walk around campus and be just like everybody else. So Packapalooza is next Saturday, and I understand that you may be making a special appearance. Can you tell us anything about that? Yeah, I don't think I'm supposed to release all the details yet, but I'm performing with the Chancellor and, and Coach Dorn. So uh, uh, I don't know if I'm uh, the exact timing. I think it's between five and six. And I, and I can't tell you the song either, but me, uh, the Chancellor, and Coach Dorn are going to be doing the song together. What is coming next in the musical career of Scotty McCrary? Do you have any big plans for this fall? Oh, yeah. Uh, it's going to be a crazy uh, and busy fall for us. We, uh, We've been hard at work at a new record and, and uh, just finished up a few weeks ago, so uh, it's looking like mid-October. Uh, we're going to be putting the new record out there, and uh, so that means new singles and new porn and, and um, all kinds of new stuff for, for 2014 as well. So uh, it'll, it'll start getting busy for us this fall, and we're excited. Hopefully I can you know slow down a little bit and make sure I make some football games. <laughs> do you see yourself as graduating from NC State, or do you plan to maybe take some time off depending on the course of your career, would you ever consider transferring to... I, I understand uh, you've spoken about going to Nashville. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, that's 
just one of those things I'm gonna have to revisit after every year and, and stay. Stays where my heart is. Stays, you know, where I've grown up and, and rooted for. And, and uh, that's why I want to graduate there. But uh, you know, you just kind of have to be realistic with yourself. And, and you know, if my career, you know, really gets busy in the next few months or whatever, I mean, it, my uh, my college life's a little different from other kids where uh, college might be their number one priority. I mean, my career has to be my number one priority. So. But I want to make college work in that. I want to, I want to put time into my college and my in front of my education. So, uh, you know, I'm glad that I got my first year in. I'm hoping I can get my second year in, and then hopefully I can keep on trucking. But, but uh, we'll have to revisit that after every year. What can you tell us is your favorite thing about NC State? Favorite thing about NC State? Uh, you know, I just I probably have the people. You know, uh, getting to to be there and, and and meet a lot of these folks, but also you know have a lot of friends there already. You know, it's. Uh, made life there a lot easier and, and, and uh, a lot more fun. So uh, people that have stayed the fans, I mean, everybody's passionate. Everybody uh, uh, really has the same thing in mind, you know, about about state and group for the same thing. So uh, the community and everybody there is really what makes the university special in my, in my heart, I think. And I'm sure you get this a lot, but I just need to ask it. How did you start advertising for Bojangles? Uh, you know, <laughs> it's one of those things, brother. But, uh, you know, I've, I've had a relationship with Bojangles since Idol. You know, I've ate their food my whole life, obviously. But on Idol, they sent me some chicken and sent me some biscuits because uh, in L.A., they, you know, obviously don't have it out there. So they uh, sent packages out to me. So we've been talking since then. And, and uh, you know, they just kind of called one day and said, sure. So, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're a good company and, and got great food. So it, didn't, it was kind of a no-brainer. Yeah, you know, I think it would be hard to find an NC State student who wouldn't be willing to advertise for Bojangles. Exactly, man. Exactly. Well, Scotty, thank you so much for speaking to us. Scotty will be performing at Packapalooza next Saturday, and we can't tell you the time any more than it'll be between 5 and 6, and he'll be with the Chancellor, and he'll be performing a song that has yet to be announced. You will also be performing at um, the State Fair this fall, right? Yeah, I'll be there for two nights, so that'll be a good time. Well, thank you so much for speaking with us. Yeah, thank you for having me.
The last year's Packapalooza, DeAndre had the pleasure of watch, watching our Chancellor, Randy Woodson, play a song with Carolina Liar. For those who missed that performance, listen to the interview that he had with the Chancellor and make sure to attend Packapalooza this year. There are many words that describe our beloved Chancellor Woodson. Among those are nice, courteous, musical, professional, and relatable. That is why I was able to so easily have him in the studio for an interview about his time at Packapalooza and the university in general. I personally would like to thank Chancellor Woodson for devoting some of his time to me so he could share his thoughts with you guys. I'm sitting here with Chancellor Woodson in the studio. Well, first things first, Chancellor, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Good morning. Good morning to you. It's, it's really great to have you here. I know, I know that you must be busy, so I really would like to thank you for coming in today. So I guess we're just going to jump right in. You know, what did you think of Welcome Week? Uh, was it a success in your eyes? Yeah, it, it was a terrific success. In fact, you know, it looked like we got our students into all the residence halls with ease, and that was good. We had a lot of volunteers. A lot of people came out. Uh, it ended with a great success in Packapalooza. So I think we got off to a really great start with Welcome Week. If you'd have to name a favorite event of Welcome Week, what do you think yours would be? Well, for me, uh, the convocation is always an exciting event where we have the author of the, the freshman read and, and the band and all of the things that goes along with convocation. Uh, but this year, I thought we really hit it out of the park with Packapalooza. This was a new event for us. And I it just did a great job of bringing all the students together with the community. Yeah, I definitely agree with that, too. If you're at Packapalooza, then you probably saw the Chancellor playing on stage with the headlining band, Carolina Liar. Chancellor, how was that experience? <laughs> well, it was a lot of fun. I mean, honestly, uh, I was surprised. So I didn't know I was going to do it and certainly didn't anticipate being up there. But it was a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, I got up with a band and they said, of course, you know the song. And I said, well, I don't. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he told me the chord progressions and we went from there. So... It, w- it was a lot of fun, though. Yeah, it sounded good, too. Uh, so did you feel like you were keeping up with them? Oh, oh absolutely. <laughs> uh, what, are you kidding? Yeah. You know, it was uh, probably not my best performance in my history, but it was a great deal of fun. So how long have you been playing guitar? I started playing guitar probably when I was 12 or 13 years old. And, you know, I've never really trained professionally as a guitarist. Uh, I didn't have the patience for that. And when I was a kid, you know, I just wanted to play Led Zeppelin. And, uh, you know, I'd leave the teachers to the scales and things. So being the chancellor of NC State, of course, is a big deal. What would you say that your favorite part of your job is? Well, clearly the the most fun of the job is seeing students successful at the university. And that's why, you know, the fall semester and when everyone comes back, in August, it's just such a, a great time of year. So the, the most fun any university leader has is in seeing our students return to campus, seeing the energy that they bring back to NC State, and just watching them grow uh, personally and professionally. Is it hard to find time to meet with individual students or groups of students? Well, it's a challenge given everything that I have that I'm responsible for. But I I work hard at it. In fact, uh, you may have read in the technician this morning, just yesterday, I met with a group of students in the College of Humanities and Social Sciences, 
And in fact, I, you even mentioned to me that uh, you had been part of a group of students that met with me in the Poole College of Management. So once a year, I meet with students in each of the colleges. And I also have lunch with the chancellor once a month where students can sign up uh, to be part of that smaller, intimate conversation. And then I go around campus once a month for a chat with the chancellor that provides students an opportunity to to engage in conversation with me, ask me questions they might have, and just talk about the university. Do you think that uh, meeting with students and getting their opinions about the school is a an important part of your job? Absolutely. Uh, if, if you think about a university as a business, students are customers. And to keep the university competitive and to keep it successful – we need to be working hard to ensure that our students uh, are getting a great education and they're successful here. So, yes, <laughs> meeting with students is important. Where do you see the university going in the future? Yeah, it, NC State is, uh, without a doubt, one of the nation's strongest public universities. Uh, we're one of the top 100 research universities in the country. And so NC State's future is very bright because we're a university that's built around areas of, of disciplines or areas of learning that are critical to the nation's future. And it's everything from science and technology and engineering to humanities and social sciences. So as a university, we have an opportunity to bring students and faculty together to really address the important problems that we face as society. A quick question about Centennial Campus. I know there's some big plans for that campus in the future. Could you describe a couple of those plans, please? Yeah. Well, without a doubt, Centennial Campus is one of a a real differentiating features for NC State. First of all, it's unusual in that that it's a campus that includes both academic buildings and, and the private sector research organizations. So the biggest thing going on on Centennial Campus now is the finishing of the Jim Hunt Library which is going to be an absolutely phenomenal facility that brings students and faculty together with technology in ways that very few universities are able to do. The the second uh, big thing going on now in Centennial Campus is for the first time we're going to add student housing, and we're building a 1,200-bed student housing facility and dining facilities, and, and that will really strengthen Centennial. The challenge going forward with Centennial is continuing to move students, getting them between main campus and Centennial Campus seamlessly, and we're working hard to do that. And when will the Jim Hunt Library be opening? We're anticipating opening the second semester, early in the second semester. Uh, We're certainly going to have a dedication event in February, but we hope the library is ready for occupancy shortly after the beginning of the new year. We're already moving books into the library Uh, So things are starting off. My last question. Personally, I was really surprised about how easy it was to get in contact with you um, to get this interview. And I think a lot of students may not realize how actually easy it is to have at least some sort of interaction with you. Um, Could you name a couple of ways that that's possible? Well, I've already mentioned that I have uh, these visits around campus with colleges. Uh, I also have the chat with the chancellor and and the lunch uh, with the chancellor where students can go online and sign up. But as you've pointed out, if students have uh, something that they need to bring to my attention, my staff is fully prepared uh, to work with students to get these things on in front of me and, and get them on my radar screen. I think it's really great that you are you know, not just a face, but you're actually like a person and you're relatable and available. 
I am a person. Thanks for recognizing that. <laughs> and I think that with that, we're going to wrap the interview up. Once again, I thank you, Chancellor Woodson, for being as courteous as to let me have some of your time today. My pleasure. Thank you. And if you have any questions for the Chancellor, all you have to do is go to the NC State homepage, follow the About NC State link. You can find the Chancellor's homepage from there. He has a link called Ask the Chancellor, and that's how I was able to get in contact with him. So I'm sure that he would be just as apt to get in contact with you, too. Thank you, guys. And for Eye on the Triangle, this has been DeAndre Jones. Well, that just about wraps up all we got for you guys this week. A big thanks to everyone who's helping out with Wolfpack Welcome Week this year, as well as Jake Lingua my co- and my co-host Andrew. And um, hopefully we're going to have Chancellor back for, uh, for another interview, but that's not set in stone yet. We'd also like to thank Sarah Phoenix and Scotty McCrary for taking the time to help with the show. Remember to check out the rest of Wolfpack Welcome Week. And as always, if you heard anything you liked, you hated, or anything that made you think, let us know on our Facebook page. You can also follow us at Twitter at WKNC underscore EOT. As well, and be sure to check out our blog at WKNC.org. And a quick reminder that Eye on the Triangle is running weekly again for the rest of the semester. See you next Tuesday. Good night.